raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Tony Katz. It's Kendall and Casey. The Amber and Nigel Show. All right, well, when does your show start? Do we know? I feel like I've been promoting this for nine years now. This is the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening and welcome to the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIBC out of Indianapolis. I'm Tony Kinnett. There's a lot to get to. Uh, if you, like many Hoosiers around the state, are fed up with Ryan Mears, uh, that would be the guy who is letting criminals out in Indianapolis that commit really heinous crimes in the name of equity because, um, see, it, it's actually they were arrested because uh, of their skin color or, or some really rough life situations instead of, you know, committing crimes. And then the counties around Marion have to deal with the backwash of garbage. Um, You can at least be thankful that it's not as bad as New York City. (laughs) At least, not yet. Uh, For those of you who have not yet heard, uh, a group of illegal immigrants... Uh, That would be individuals who escaped from Venezuela and came up north, slipped into the country, and then uh, claimed asylum... uh, We're standing on a corner impeding traffic, both foot traffic um, as well as some vehicular traffic. And two New York City police officers approached the group like cops do in big cities all over the country and told them to move along. And we know they told them to move along because we have audio recording of the cops saying, hey, guys, you know, you need to, to move along. Just you kind of blocking up traffic. You need to keep going. And so these Venezuelan, these Venezuelan illegal immigrants responded Uh, rather interestingly, and that is they started attacking the two police officers maliciously, started throwing punches um, and and beating the cops. Uh, Here's what that looks like, by the way, for those of you that are uh, watching the live stream on Twitter X or on YouTube.com slash WIBC. A lot more Venezuelan migrants joined in and started beating uh, the living crap out of these New York City police officers, again, for the grand crime of telling them to move along long and uh we found out a little more after these uh, a couple of these individuals were arrested they were from a venezuelan gang Uh, so they are violent gang members not pregnant women and old men and children from venezuela but violent gang members that came up to the united states to cause trouble in new york city they were arrested and uh of course if someone is in the country illegally and you catch them especially if they have committed a crime. So they've proven that they're not here just to participate in the good old fashioned American dream. If they're actually here to harm citizens, then you would think deport them. They're they're clearly not here to seek asylum. They are here to cause trouble and endanger the citizens of the United States. But that's actually not what happened. Uh, The district attorneys released these Venezuelan illegal immigrants on zero dollars in bail. Just released them. And as Nigel pointed out a little bit earlier, they uh, can go to their free food that is provided for them, their free housing, which is provided for them, likely at the expense of New York City students who can't go to school while those migrants are sitting in their classrooms. And they're getting away with assault on police officers, basically scot-free. And you might say, but but Tony, but but wait a second here. Certainly there, there must be uh, some other kind of a side to this story. Um, no. No, there, there, there isn't. Uh, actually, here is the uh, the fine individual. Um, 
flipping off reporters as he was released today. Uh, flipping them off, and uh, this is perhaps the best part, is likely headed to California. According to Colin Rugg, uh, four of the illegal migrants who assaulted New York City police officers near Times Square may be on the run to California, according to the New York Post. They apparently have been given four free bus tickets to California. Now, if you or I committed some kind of a crime in New York City, and I assaulted um, a police officer, and then I escaped to indiana that becomes a federal crime when you commit a crime in a state and then you cross the border to escape paying for those crimes that is a now a federal offense and so anyone out there could see that maybe we first of all shouldn't have these migrants here in the first place and number two oh gee willikers it maybe this should be a situation in, in which these individuals should be deported and even governor kathy hochel of new york is starting to kind of come around to that idea uh she uh told several in the media today uh that she thinks deporting these venezuelan migrants is something that should be looked at that, that that's it not yes they assaulted our police officers they should be deported because anyone who comes to the united states to violently assault citizens of the united states in, including police officers protecting people in the united states should be deported they don't belong here that's so easy to say she can't do it and why can't she do it she can't do it because of diversity equity and inclusion so diversity equity and inclusion is this goofy stupid idea that derives from critical race theory which tries to convince the entire world that the real reason that there are problems is because of white supremacy and and see the real issue that everyone's facing is that white people beat down black and brown people for so long that that black people and brown people are too poor to know any better and so they commit crimes just to survive you hear representative alexandria ocasio-cortez talking about people just stealing bread to survive and and just trying to get a little food and medicine from their families that's why they're looting the walgreens not because oh wait they're stealing tvs and iphones and other technology to sell um, and it's not actually about food. Uh, maybe it has to do a little bit more with the individual's character. And if they've already broken one American law, it stands to reason that perhaps they could break several more. So now these migrants um, who assaulted New York City police officers could be heading to California, the other haven for the woke, um, in which uh, there are laws that protect individuals who assault police officers. Uh, there is really nothing else to say other than this is patently insane. There was another individual um, who recently got into a bit of a scuffle. Um, the man John wrote, age 43, who saved a woman from being assaulted by a homeless man by pulling out a small snub-nosed pistol and shooting the attempted mugger, uh, the attempting mugger, I should say. Uh, he was let out with a $10,000 bail. So I guess I guess the, the rule in, in the cities around this country are if you pull out your gun that you are concealed carrying and you shoot a mugger, if you actually stop someone from assaulting someone else, you get a $10,000 bail fine that you're expected to post and likely jail time following. However, if you are an illegal migrant from a Venezuelan gang and you assault police officers, you get four free bus tickets to California, free meals, free housing. I've, I've chosen the wrong profession in life. Goodness gracious. It, it is truly, truly 
a mess from the pit of hell that we are dealing with right now. When, but this is what you get with DEI. When you start valuing a person's color over the actions that they are taking, this is what you get. Because already there are people everywhere making excuses. Well, they didn't have any other option. After all, American police brutality is terrible. They didn't want to end up like George Floyd, did they? Oh, goodness, they were justified. And we get into a place where because people believe that brown and black people have been systemically beaten down and oppressed for millennia, and no one else has ever suffered like they are, that they are allowed to do whatever they want including burn down American cities or loot stores or commit crimes of any number of the sort, and media will politely, largely ignore it. A kind of a double standard is gross. I, again, given that it is the first day of Black History Month, I call again to the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who said that I dream of the day when one day a man might be judged by the content of his character instead of the color of his skin. Unfortunately, uh, his children did not exactly uphold to those ideals, and the larger activism community as a whole on the left has failed that vision as well. Up next, we're going to be talking to Indy Spanglish. That's Jerry Lopez with some awful tweets. After that, President Biden has disgraced U.S. soldiers to their families' faces, and it is just as bad as it sounds. You are listening to the Tony Kinnacast on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Awful tweets, awful tweets, the ones that no one ever deletes. Awful tweets, awful tweets on the Tony Kinnett Show. On 93 WIPC. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Tony Kinnacast on 93 WIBC. You heard the jingle. That means it's time for Awful Tweets with the one and only Jerry Lopez, otherwise known as Indie Spanglish over on Twitter X. Uh, let's get right down to it because I have the ultimate awful tweet from this last week. This is fantastic. It's from a guy named Robert Garcia, um, who is a congressman from Long Beach. Um, and he has the American flag in his bio and the gay flag. So you know that like, you know, this tweet's going to be a banger. So he says, and I quote, this is the Donald Trump border plan. Alligator moats, bombing Mexico, electric fences and shooting migrants in the legs. He and MAGA extremists don't want solutions. They want insanity and cruelty. And the photo is just this takes the cake for like all eternity. I love it so much. It's a it's a U.S. It looks like a, a Marine uh, in the classic old um desert cookie uh camo um with what looks like in like an m240 saw uh, he's screaming um there's a wall that has uh, cartoon electric bolts drawn over it um there's a jet with two saturn V rockets shooting so it's not even like a like an actual military missile it's like what we fired up in the 80s <laughs> to space and then an alligators in a moat um, and then it says Donald Trump and MAGA border solutions. 
and it may just be the best picture I've ever seen on the internet in my entire life. I love it so, so much. Did you see this? I, I did see that. I did see that. And it was, it was ridiculous that, that anybody in their right mind would say like, yeah, let's do all that stuff. But can we do something? Can we do so, anything? So you had uh, some people like Aaron Rupar, who's a very popular lefty journalist who um, tried to jump in and say, where are the spikes? Like, ha ha, this is funny. <laughs> Everyone else is roasting him, though. Like, we need this. Um, Greg Price, a friend of the show, said, I'm already voting for him. You didn't have to convince me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it, would, it would definitely fix the immigration problem. I loved it. So I, I, from the Ministry of Truth account, I followed it up with an announcement that Donald Trump is deploying AT-ATs or ATATs <laughs> from the Empire Strikes Back, the walkers, to patrol the base. I, dude, an alligator moat yeah. on the border. Dude, that would done. be great. That'd I'd love done. it, man. Yeah. yeah so hey, so to follow up on your on your border uh, issue, we had the Border Patrol Union call out Joe Biden just straight up on on X, and they said hiring more BP agents and throwing more money at the border immigration catastrophe will not make one bit of difference as long as Joe Biden is our president. Ooh. He will not let BP agents do their job, and he'll use the money to facilitate more trafficking with his crap policies. This is the official gold checkmark Border Patrol Union post. So that's that's not an awful tweet. That's awesome tweets. That is to so your face. Yeah, th that is the credit. Awesome tweets. Fantastic. It's even better when you when you consider that Biden sent the Border Patrol down to interfere with the Texas National Guardsmen. Um, there's some talk kind of behind closed doors that maybe Biden was considering issuing uh, arrest orders through the DOJ and Border Patrol. And they just got on Twitter and preemptively told him no. Which I mean, they even went so far as to oh. say what people talked about wanting to federalize the National Guard uh, so that they couldn't go down there and do that stuff. Yeah, but like yeah, Arkansas nice to with Eisenhower. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I love watching just the Border Patrol give give Biden the finger. It's fantastic. Um, so this is from an account called Integrity for Kids. Um, it goes the by already. the name of Sarah. Yeah, I, we. it goes downhill from there. So she posts a video from like a Moms for Liberty like meeting or whatever they were having. And this is what she said. Moms for Liberty are training their members to file Freedom of Information Act and public records requests. <gasps> what are they going to be asking for? Employees search and browser history, training materials, emails, and much more. I think it's incredibly invasive to be demanding the web history of a teacher short of some criminal investigation. And of course, she gets completely destroyed uh, because um, all of the things that apparently uh, public teachers are using, public school teachers are using public taxpayer funded devices for, um, that's free game for a right. FOIA request. That's right. And, uh, I mean, and you're and you're a teacher. You would know that. You would know this. Typically, and I'm sure you signed a piece of paper that goes and that goes. We can look at everything you do on your. On oh, there's your not even. Account. I mean, I was in my teacher education program at a tiny Christian university, and they let us know this. They're like, don't do anything at all. Don't send any emails. I mean, there was a, a girl my first year that I was teaching that I was flirting with, um, like, and using my school email, like to, to like a. Um, she was um, a friend that I'd grown up with, and. Uh, this young lady, I was just sending flirtatious emails. You know, we were just, you know, mm -hmm. talking and I was using my school email to do so. And I got in trouble because yep. my principal informed me, dude, anyone can, can find that. emails yeah. Yeah, of you <laughs> flirting with this, yeah. you know, girl you're dating. And yeah, I mean, by the way, what are you looking up on That's your browser what, hey, history? I want to know now. Now I want yeah. to know. <laughs> and also training materials. Yeah. yeah, I'd love any teacher's training materials should be public information, if anything else, because 
We should make sure the training materials are. So I, I love the pearl clutching over, you know, people requesting teachers records. Um, yeah, that so, you should always have your records. Online. So I got I got a good one. Mark Cuban, who's our resident DEI expert. Oh, evidently. no, yeah. not Mark Cuban. So he comes out and says, I've never hired anyone based exclusively on race, gender, religion. I only ever hire the person that will make my business in the best position to succeed. And this is the kicker. And yes, race and gender can be part of the equation. I view diversity as a competitive advantage. The issue for him is somebody named Andrea Lucas, who's uh, EEOC commissioner. All right. And that's equal opportunity said, uh, Hey Mark EEOC uh, commissioner here. Unfortunately, you're dead wrong on the black letter of title seven law. As a general rule, race, sex can't even be a motivating factor, nor a plus factor, nor a tiebreaker, nor a tipping point. It's important employers understand the ground rules here. Yeah, you can't look at someone and go, sorry, you're just a little too Hispanic for me. So you're (laughs) that's ridiculous. We're on with awful tweets with Jerry Lopez here on the Tony Kinnick cast. And this last one that I have is what the kids call a doozy. So there was a chart, um, a survey um, on the Center for American Life based on a Gallup poll social series, which showed that since the 1990s, um, young men have become about 40 points uh, or excuse me, young men have become basically a little centrist, almost conservative. And then young women in the United States have become 40 points liberal. So young women these days are becoming extremely liberal and progressive and young men are basically getting a little bit more conservative, but mostly fairly centrist. And there is a young lady um, who said, you know, where do we go from here? It's simple. Either cisgender heterosexual men. So mm -hmm, stop being conservative and put women's autonomy above their gods and countries or they die alone as they deserve. And she includes a meme below. That's a Wojak guy crying, saying women won't date me because I'm conservative. And then there's a girl saying that's a great reason. And she got supremely roasted on this because, uh, first of all, uh, if you're a young conservative man, uh, no, you don't need to be dating um, a progressive liberal lady who has um, very few social morals. Uh, I would recommend that you, you know, perhaps stay with someone who has your own values um, and date a conservative woman and raise a great family. If you're a centrist, find someone who has your values. And um, I am not going to lose any sleep over the ladies that support abortion not getting laid. Uh, it's not going to bother me at all that really bad parents aren't having more kids. I'm just saying that doesn't make me lose any sleep at all. You, you know what she's realizing is that nobody wants to date her. It's not a conservative yeah. guy's issue. <laughs> 40% of those conservative males are probably in relationships. Nobody wants to date the weird blue haired lady. You know what it I mean? It made me appreciate my wife. Yeah. Honestly, it made me appreciate my wife. I, I can't, I have dated a girl or two before we met that, um, let's just say we didn't share the same values and things went wrong exceptionally quickly. Yeah. And so to have that is, is beyond value. It's well, the foundation, great. right? The foundation of the relationship. Well, here's, Absolutely. here's, here's my last one out the door and, and it's a doozy for me. So this is governor Westmore of Maryland. Okay. okay. And, uh, the chiefs played the Baltimore Ravens to, to see who, who was going to win the Super Bowl or go to the right. Super Bowl. The chiefs ultimately won that game, but he tweeted this during the week. Thrilled to welcome Governor Laura Kelly's Chiefs to Baltimore this weekend. Although, Governor, I really think my Ravens are going to take this one. Want to make a bet? 
I'll put up some of my crab pies from Crust by Mac. What you got? Now, that kind of tweet is perfectly normal. A lot of governors do that. They make little competitions. We might wager San Elmo's cocktails or against somebody else, things like that. The issue here is that Governor Laura Kelly is actually the governor of Kansas. And Kansas oh. City is not in Kansas, Mr. Governor. <laughs> it's in Missouri. It looks like you don't know your geography. That's really, really sad. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I That's like... Um, Again, that just reminds me of people running for offices over certain regions that they just don't know. Like when uh, Vivek dunked on Nikki Haley for talking about the Ukraine war, but not knowing the three regions of Ukraine that, you know, Russia was currently occupying. It's just it's just a very special moment. Or when Vivek didn't actually know how many boats were in the U.S. Navy, yet he's running to be the commander in chief. Um, so fantastic stuff all around. Jerry Lopez, Indy Spanglish, thanks for hopping on for another awful tweet segment. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Tony Kinnacast on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening and welcome back to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIBC. I'm Tony Kennett and uh, it is... Uh, there are days when it, it really is kind of the worst being the last guy on the WIBC local slot going into the evening because there are things that break from stories throughout the day that I wish that I didn't have to be the first to share with you guys. Um, I know that a lot of hosts are excited to share breaking news that they you know really look forward to giving you the latest but, but some things just hurt to share first over the air. Um, and this is that uh, amid the situation between um, Iranian-backed forces, uh, which killed three U.S. soldiers from Georgia and injured 30. Some of those injuries are extremely serious, like brain damage that will likely never go away. Um, with a drone strike against a U.S. base in Jordan, a U.S. base in Jordan that was not on uh, full alert, that was not double checking all of the skies for any kind of incoming craft. You'd think, given the horrible situation in the Middle East, that every U.S. soldier and citizen in that region would be on full alert all the time. We do have the authority to do that. But no, no, don't want to don't want to look too provocational here. After all, who would dare strike the United States at a base in Jordan, which is supposed to be one of our allies in the region? Well, the answer is Iranian backed militias. And uh, in this situation, this this horrible situation from today, uh, President Biden reached out to uh, finally has started reaching out to the family members of those soldiers who were lost. And uh, I had made kind of a, a, a satirical prediction when the, the two U.S. Navy SEALs were killed trying to stop um, an Iranian shipment of weapons to the Houthis uh, in Yemen. Um, I, I quipped that the first time the president would mention 
uh, these two fallen sailors would be uh, trying to connect it to the house fire that he had, like he did with the uh, situation in Maui, or Bo, his son who died of cancer like ages after he came back from Iraq, and it's it's largely believed that his his cancer had nothing to do with with being in Iraq. Um, but President Biden did, in fact, uh, stand on the graves of the soldiers um, to make a point about losing Bo today in a conversation with a mother who just lost her son to this drone strike. Here's here's what that looked and sounded like. It means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, lot to me. Uh, my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And uh, I, uh, you know, 1%, 1% of... So that's the, the president of the United States telling uh, a mother who just lost her son to active combat, who did not get to say goodbye to her son, who had no idea. There was no warning that that would be the last time that she would speak to her son. She had no idea that, that he was even at a point in, in which he I mean, again, he was within the borders of Jordan at the Tower 22 base, and he was struck by a drone that should never have reached him. A direct attack. Bo Biden came home from the Iraq war, died in his bed peaceably and comfortably, as is possible with someone who had a, a, a progressive stage of cancer years afterward, meaning he was surrounded by his family and loved ones when he passed away. Obviously, it's a, it's a terrible situation to lose a child at any point, but this is extremely gross and callous. Biden cannot stop faking empathy with people to grandstand about his personal tragedies when there are far more brutal and disgusting things. You don't know what that's like. That's not comparable. Imagine if, God forbid, I was talking to someone whose mother died in a car crash, a brutal, violent, disgusting car crash. And I said, oh, I know how you feel. My mom passed away a decade ago uh, peaceably in her bed. Yeah, that, that's not empathy. That's cold, calloused, and absolutely despicable. That's the president of the United States. And this isn't the first time that he's done that. This is the same watch-checking president who has been disinterested in the blood that has been shed by U.S. soldiers and sailors under his watch. There is nothing that you can show me in any way, shape, or form that proves in a single iota that he cares about U.S. troops at all. He doesn't. If he cared about U.S. troops, then at least in this situation, he would strike those who murdered the U.S. soldiers. The soldiers are over there. For better or worse, whether you think the soldiers should have been in Jordan or not, the soldiers are there. Imagine, if, if your child had died, you would want to do something to avenge the death of your child. I don't care how isolationist or war hawkish, progressive or conservative that you are. Well, now we have information that uh, the intelligence officials have calculated that Tehran and Iran does not actually have full control over its proxy groups in the Middle East. Uh, Iran doesn't control the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. They just, you know, provide them weapons and intelligence and directions and manpower and money and more money. Uh, oh, oh, that's 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 rather awkward. So Biden is already trying to lawyer his way out of actually having to do anything against those who just murdered in cold blood, U.S. soldiers. And it gets worse because in the classic Obama administration grandiose nonsense, President Biden, like he did with the Yemeni Houthis, is telegraphing exactly where the United States is planning to strike in retaliation sites that those rockets were fired from. Hey, you know what's going to happen in the couple of days 
Because again, the Biden administration has said in the next couple of days, we're going to strike these sites. You know what the people who murdered American soldiers are going to do? They're going to leave those sites. So uh, murderers getting away scot-free, killing three young boys from Georgia who had no business being at the death end of a drone strike by Iranian-backed groups. From this feckless garbage equity hire administration who would rather put admirals with penises and skirts in positions of power than actually protect the men and the women who are serving this country. It's disgusting. There is no excuse for such filth in our country. None at all. And, and, and yet we hear people in, in the GOP going, well, I, I don't know about Trump. He's kind of a he's kind of a wild card. I, I gosh, I don't really know. OK, yeah, the guy had some mean tweets on Twitter. But uh, when it came to his administration, um, those that he put into power, especially regarding the military, tended to run things rather well. I will remind you that the last time one of these Shia Muslim garbage heaps of countries decided to mess with U.S. soldiers and cause a loss of life to American people and interests, the president of the United States tweeted out a picture of an American flag as a missile struck an Iranian general. And the media was all terrified. Oh, he's going to cause World War Three. Oh, it's so terrible. And you know what Iran did? Nothing. Because President Trump, despite his many flaws, would not have hesitated to glass any fool that harmed an American soldier. This is the same president who got up at two in the morning and made sure that men and who were prisoners of war in North Korea were delivered home safely. It is absolutely despicable the way the current administration treats U.S. soldiers. Either be in the region and be a presence or don't. The Teddy Rooseveltian ideology is speak softly but carry a big stick. Meaning that if you touch an American citizen, we will glass you. People act like this is some terrible war starting motto. Who's going to start a war? What, Iran's going to start a war with the United States? Really? The last time that an actual country, not a terrorist group of Shia Muslims in the hills like in Afghanistan, where they're not the government, but an actual definitive Arab country messed around with the United States. We took them out in four days. I will remind you of the multitude of pictures of columns and columns and columns of tanks storming across the Arabian Peninsula, and nothing Saddam Hussein could do could stop it. Iran does not want a war with the United States, or there would already be a war with the United States. Strength and deterrence work with savage people and Shia Muslims, I'm sorry, are savage people. If you berate and rape women in the streets, marry children and kill people for the high crimes of being Jewish or Christian, you're savage. You are. And I say that coming from a group of of individuals who were once called savages that abandoned the practice of rape and brutal, violent conquest and adopted decent civilization. I'm not going to sit here and be browbeaten by those who say, oh, it's not proper to talk about wanting to take advantage. I'm sorry, four U.S. soldiers are dead. They're either our citizens or they're not. What good is it being a United States citizen if your, govern- if your government's not even going to protect you or avenge your death? And then you ask why people aren't joining the United States military. This is one of the reasons. This is one of them. Again, I, I truly do hate to have to be the, the guy that, that brings you these updates because it is absolutely disgusting the way that our men in uniform are being treated and at a time in the world where everyone is taking advantage of us because we have dementia in chief who's more interested in talking about his son in a house fire to gold star families than actually giving them some measure of comfort that the absolute garbage human being that shot a drone at her son is no longer walking the face of the earth well he's he's getting off scot-free 
The guy's assaulting cops or getting bus tickets to California. This is what you ask for. This is the consequence of a weak United States under this progressive apologetic. We apologize to everyone for being the United States nonsense. Up next, we're going to be talking a little bit about parenting, a little bit of a change of pace. You are listening to the Tony Kinnecast on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the play play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're listening to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening and welcome back to the Tony Kinnick cast on 93 WIBC. Hey, you know, you can follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify podcast or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. I have found out rather recently um, that uh, some of the producers uh, go and upload certain things behind my back. Um, I'm finding things popping up there, uh, I would say somewhat frequently now, that are not uh, on the show itself. So you want to go check us out there. Um, of course, you can find us as well on YouTube.com slash WIBC, as well as on the Facebook page where we post some exclusive content. And I say all of that because, look, you, you may be driving out there right now. You may be on I-65, in which case I'm I'm very sorry. I-65 is just the worst. Um, and if you're out there listening to this as you drive on I-65, you may think, hey, I want to let Tony know something. I want to let him know that he, he stinks, um, that he looks and appears smelly. And also, it just sounds while you're listening on the radio, it just sounds like he, he's the kind of guy that I want to send several cuss words to. Well, you can do that as soon as you are at home um, via one of the methods. If you can leave a review on the podcasts, you're only allowed to leave a review on the podcast if you like the show. I believe that's how those rules go. And of course, you can send me all of the mean Facebook or Twitter messages that you'd like. Um, I print every one of those out and save them in a scrapbook uh, to look through later. Uh, Speaking of scrapbooks, uh, it's been a a wild two years since uh, my wife and I started having children. And uh, our daughter has uh, crossed that that two-year-old mark. We have uh, a new son. And... um, there were a lot of things that I learned while I was studying education and then watching it as it was carried out in the classroom without also working in youth ministry for about a decade. Uh, there were things that I was told about kids and there were things that I, I was told were really antiquated, old, terrible ideas that needed to be thrown out and that there were these new, innovative, amazing things about parenting that you had to do if you wanted to raise a smart, well-rounded, developed and holistically wholesome child who is going to impress absolutely everyone in their lives. And uh, some of these you, you take with a grain of salt because they don't really sound real. And uh, a couple of them 
I got to witness firsthand. So number one, one of the things that I was told that was the greatest of great ideas that was going to save your kid from psychological trauma is gentle parenting. If you don't know, gentle parenting is the idea. Like, let's say you have a toddler like like I do. And let's say the toddler is um, uh, climbing up onto a stepladder and trying to grab things on the counter. And you've told them several times because they do understand you and they respond and they speak English back to you. They know they're not supposed to be getting up and grabbing things on the counter, um, but they're doing it anyway. And so the gentle parenting response is to look at them sweetly and say, hey there, uh, you really shouldn't be doing that. And I need you to stop it. You have this big creepy grin on your face. And that's apparently supposed to work. If you just just talk to your kids reasonably, then, then they'll just do what you say just magically. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work. Um, it didn't work in the classroom. Uh, it didn't work in any of the times that I'd seen kids before. And after two years of looking at my toddler um, as she started to do silly things, uh, oh, well, let's, let's be fair, six to eight months of, of really being aware of, you know, what they're doing and starting to do silly things. Um, no, the gentle parenting strategy doesn't work. Sometimes you actually have to be firm. Sometimes you actually have to let them know that you are cross with their decision. Um, because that is uh, gentle parenting is absolutely stupid and, and silly. And it's a, a pseudo psychological caricature of the opposite of what the average coastal elite thinks that the Midwestern parent is, which is some hick that's screaming at their kids 24 seven and throwing half empty beer cans at them. And I want to make this perfectly clear. That's just Jason Hammer. Um, but he has gotten results, uh, t- t- to be fair. Uh, so that's the first thing that gentle parenting is patently stupid. Number two, um, that kids are only ex- going to experience gender if you assign it to them. So uh, the reason that kids start acting like boys or acting like girls um, is because if you treat them like a boy or a girl, they're going to start acting that way, um, which it's really interesting that the trans crowd and the non-binary progressive crowd like that's their move because i thought up until 15 minutes ago that gender roles were like really sexist and that uh, you weren't actually supposed to assign things like dresses and dollies and babies to girls and dinosaurs and monster trucks and whatever to to guys Uh, but anywho that's the new thing the new oh you got to make sure that you don't gender assign your child uh we did not foist dolls and baby dolls and girly things and girly colors on our daughter Uh, we really didn't um and with her short hair for a while like she at least a little bit kind of looked like a boy at least at restaurants people would call her uh, a boy um and amazingly uh she still ended up acting like a girl like in every which way, shape, and form neurologically. And she is already mimicking. She chooses to mimic her mother more than she chooses to mimic me. Um, she loves her dolls, even though I would much rather sit on the ground and, and play Lego blocks with her. That's not really what she prefers. She will carry that baby to the ends of the earth or her stuffed animals of Pete the Cat or Shoopy, um, Snoopy, for those of you that don't have toddlers. And uh, she will lean on that maternal instinct because that is what women naturally do neurologically and biologically you can get mad at me saying that but that is the biological instinct that kids develop in the same way that boys are naturally more rambunctious and kind of the more hunter type now you can have lots of people that will be more active 
um, and will pursue things that really aren't specific to any gender, and that's totally fine. But the idea that kids are totally gender neutral and they really come out as gray blobs until you start treating them like a, a specific sex or gender um, in both the theory in the practical research and then experiencing it in person that theory is pure and utter garbage made up by some purple-haired unhealthy person who doesn't have kids and is very angry that other people have found happiness in life um so those are some things that i i've learned so far from from parenting and uh even though the the chaos of of raising kids and my wife and i leaving the classroom has been a little bit intense by god we are as determined as ever given the chaos to homeschool our kids and i tell you what we'll see whose kid can read first thanks for tuning in this evening i hope you have a great one we'll see you tomorrow this has been the tony kennecast on 93 wibc Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.